Hello everyone, welcome back to The Crown IRL, showing you the crown working in real life through the women who wear them. I'm Shelby Lancey, your current Miss Southwest Michigan. Today we are joined by the lovely Danielle Morse, Miss of Vermont 2021. She is a speed painter who did up speed painting of Johnny Cash and Rosie the Riveter for her talent. She is also a volunteer firefighter and has been for over eight years. She graduated in May of 2021 with her bachelor's degree in nursing. Her social impact initiative is Championing for Children's Hospitals, where she has raised almost $12,000 to go towards comfort items for patients at the UVM Children's Hospital. Per usual, Danielle and I had an incredible conversation, and we are now friends. And that is so cool for me to say, reaching out to women or women reaching out to me. And now we are friends. We have each other's numbers. We talk. And so this is just, it makes my heart so happy. So I am very excited to introduce you guys to your current Miss Vermont 2021, Danielle Morse. Hello. Can you hear me all right? Can. Hello, Danielle. How are you? Good. I'm so glad we could make this work. I felt so bad about Wednesday. <laughs> oh my gosh. Do not feel bad at all. You're taking time out of your day to talk with me and now everyone who in the future will be listening. So thank you. Seriously. Awesome. I got a heads up from Miss Delaware Sophie that it was a lot of fun. So <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's so sweet. I know I forgot to tell her that we moved it because she was the only one I had before you. And um I asked her, or no, yeah, before you, and I asked if we could push it back. And uh she was like, Oh, yeah, have fun with Danielle after we got done talking, and I was like, Oh. Right. I forgot to tell her that <laughs> we moved that, but that's okay. She was so sweet about it. <laughs> Funny. <So>. Awesome. <laughs> well, tell us a little bit about, I know it's coming to an end, but tell us a little bit about your year as a state title holder. And also what exactly got you interested in Miss America? How long have you been competing? Yeah. So let's start with the beginning. So I met Miss Vermont 2013, you know, many years ago um, at a children's hospital fundraiser. So, so I was in the, so I was at the children's hospital my freshman year of high school and then later became a children's miracle network hospital champion that you might be like, you might be familiar with that term. Um, So I just like was a little person for my state that went around and advocated with the children's hospital. And then I met Miss Vermont Mm -hmm. at one of those, um, fundraisers and just fell in love with her. Thought she was so cool. I used to watch Miss America with my mom, too. Um, and finally, I just was like, Danielle, if you don't compete, you can't be Miss Vermont. So, <laughs> in <laughs> in 2019, I took the jump. And in Vermont, we don't have local um, hmm. competitions, so you get to just go to state right away. And I didn't place. I won one scholarship, and I just was in love with it. And I was thrilled, mm-hmm. though. So I was happy with just the fact that I didn't pass out on stage honestly (laughs) Um, right because you your first experience I didn't even think about that is a state competition yeah yeah and honestly (laughs) I I didn't even know local competitions were a thing back then like I I've learned so much like I really 
Like, I didn't know other organizations were a thing. Like, I, oh my goodness. <laughs> I was so confused when other people like say that they like competed for Miss Ramon. I was like, no, you haven't. Like, you literally aren't, you were not, like, you know what I mean? Right. Like, mm-hmm. I'm clueless. Um, then 2020 was canceled. So obviously we didn't have a state competition. <gasps> right. Back, yeah. And I won the thing. So that, that like year off actually really helped me. Um, Cause I don't think I would have won in 2020. I like, I grew so much over that year and I like actually got a talent I loved and mm. to perform and I nailed down my social impact initiative, which is the children's hospital. Mm. Um, so then my year I won and in Vermont, we don't really have a lot of ball gowns and, and fancy stuff. So I've been doing uh, golf tournaments, but fishing mm-hmm. derbies and, um, Oh, Jesus. I'm in the middle of my Maple House weekend going to different sugar shacks. Oh, my goodness. It's, I don't know, a lot of random things, but it's just been amazing. Um, isn't it funny that you can literally have a title for the past 10 months and be like, I have no idea what I've been doing. <laughs> no, I know. I think that that's what the beautiful thing about social media is now that we can have um, a way to document it and archive it. Um, so I know I do that with every single local I've had. I have a Facebook album because, you know, I still use Facebook. All my younger siblings tell me that Facebook is for old people, but I have a Facebook that I make albums for. And then of course we have our title holder Instagrams and our personal, but yeah, I, I hundred percent get that, but I can't even imagine to what degree it becomes when you're a state title holder. You probably have so much stuff going on at any given time that, you can't really keep track. <laughs> uh, airplane mode. Mm-hmm. But, but the album is so funny you mentioned that today because I'm trying to write my farewell. I have one month and I'm like... Only one month? Yeah, actually yesterday was my one month left of being Miss Vermont. So, so April 24th. You guys, are you the first state competition? No, Connecticut. Connecticut's first. They're like April 9th or something. So they're only... At the time we're recording this, only a couple weeks away. Yeah. Holy moly. Uh, well, anyway, so I'm writing this farewell and I'm like, who should I think? What have I done? So I went to my Miss Vermont Facebook album and I'm like scrolling. Like, <laughs> It's so useful. I don't care what anyone says. Facebook can be useful. And for those of us who grew up with it, is it the coolest type of thing? No, but it's convenient. So, And you have all your mom's Facebook friends hyping you up. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, Listen, I, I the other thing that Facebook has, and this is coming from someone who's a marketing, you know, lady, you can't host events on other platforms. Like you can't have a fan, well, business page. Back in the day, you know, there are fan pages, but business page that people can go like, and then you can set up, you know, um, different events and things like that. So you can't do that on Instagram or Twitter or TikTok. So, but they all have like little niches that they're, they're made for. So yeah. Like the groups or like, yeah. Oh yeah. The groups too. Like those are so helpful and you can have like group chats on Instagram and stuff, but it's the same as no, I I totally forgot. I'm in like a hundred groups. So I, are they active? No, but I'm in like a hundred. <laughs> in high school, I would have a group. This is not even anything about being title holders. I feel like we're just like catching up. Um, I would have a group with just literally one person would be my friend. And we would just like put our photos into that group. So I can still go back and like see all our photos. 
because that's how we shared them. I didn't have a cell phone until I got into college, so I didn't have like any access besides Facebook. So everything's on there. College? Really? <laughs> you know, that might be for the better. I say that sometimes because I know my youngest sister is like chomping at the bit to get on all these social media platforms because she just turned 13, like six months ago. And, uh, as much as I remember being her, I also now being 25 go, Hmm, there's days where I love social media and there's days where I just want to turn it off. <laughs> you like memories from nine years ago when you like when people <clears throat> like copy paste half the song lyrics of a song and just and throw it up there on a random Wednesday night. And you're just like, what what like what 14 year old boy was this about (laughs) I get memories all the time like that they're either super cringy and like oh I'm going to the mall with the girls today I don't want to do my homework or it would be song lyrics and then of course in the comments my family members who were on who are on Facebook but back in the day and didn't know they were song lyrics would go what's wrong who broke your heart and sure maybe someone did but like I was trying to be nuanced air quotes by using song lyrics that were very explicitly saying how I felt (laughs) they won't understand it good times it'll be tiktok for them yeah (laughs) yeah and those are even easier to share out to the world and have everyone see I'm glad that I'm terrible at tiktok I have you, has that been something that's hard for you as a state title holder? Cause I know that TikTok's like really the thing right now. You know, there's so many like, girls in my class that make the cutest things. But I'm like, I don't look good enough that many times a day or that many days and then have the F like, I just can't like, it's so hard to edit them. I and I'm no, like, I was talking to another girl on here about that. <laughs> Who was it? I think it was so many this week. I think it might've been Miranda. Um, but we, I was talking to another title holder on here about TikToks and social media. And we were talking about how TikToks are so much harder to edit than people realize. If you, like, I had never made one when I finally gave in to getting it during the quarantine. And then when I, I, I wanted it, and then I did. <laughs> but it, it takes so long. I put up a video about me reading for March's reading month at an elementary school. And by the time I compiled all of the footage and photos and I found the song and put up the text, it took me probably 45 minutes to an hour to do a one minute video. Mm-hmm. And then there's <laughs> people out there doing like simple dances with a million likes. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> I can't do that either. Like I'm just, yeah, not my favorite. No, I feel that there's, I'll see trends and I'll go, Oh, I could do that. But I look, I look really not, not great right now. <laughs> like, maybe I'll do that on a day where I'm a little more put together, right, like not in my PJs. All right. I like save the sound. And then I like yes. back later. I'm like, why did I save the sound? Like, why yeah. was I, what was the vision here? <laughs> I feel like saving sounds on TikTok is the equivalent of drafting something on like Facebook or Twitter. <laughs> like it's a thought. I'll come back to it. Uh, you don't. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. I want to know uh, now that we're gosh, already four months into our new Miss America, Emma crazy. How was Miss America week? It was so amazing. It was it was really great. Um, and I love Emma. That, that was like the cherry on top. Uh, mm. She's fantastic. So happy for her. But then we got to go to Alaska. And so that was even cooler. Oh, you went yeah. to that? 
Yes, I did go to Alaska. Oh. Yeah, it was great. Um, but Miss America Week was it was fantastic. I honestly think it was more low key than well for me um, mm-hmm. than orientation or going to Mao Teen. Like because most of the days we were in like leggings and a little like, sweatshirt and sneakers, just like rehearsing. Like you know what I mean? We all just woke up. They had breakfast delivered, and we also didn't have roommates, so. Um, right. as much as I am a social butterfly, it was nice to be able to go and just like sleep and be yourself, take a shower, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like have the entire counter to yourself and then you wake up and you get to see your friends again. It was, it was a big transition to come home, even though it was just like one week, but I was like, where's, where's my Mohegan sun, like catering and everything. Right. Oh my gosh. I would honestly love that. I hate making food for myself. <laughs> It was great. Um, and then there was like the fun little events where we got to go into Mystic Village and well, some things were canceled because halfway through the week, they're like, maybe you shouldn't go out and see outside people. But was it COVID or just because? Yeah, oh, yeah. okay. Like we had, um, we're supposed to have obviously two nights of visitation and they canceled our second one. But yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Before, but whatever, not my rules. But yeah, it was fantastic getting to see all the girls. Like, it's crazy because it's like probably the last time and the first time we were all together. Like, you, there's not another chance Mm -hmm. that all 51 of us got to be there for the first few days. So, yeah, it's crazy. And also, I've never been a part of a competition that big because that Miss Vermont, Mm -hmm. we had like seven girls, and so. It was insane to have that many people. Like you said, you had seven or seventeen. Seven. Seven. Okay. And <laughs> how many did you have at teen? There was four of them. Okay. I'm just. I was curious because I know that Colorado, because I've had Mora and a couple other Colorado gals on here, talk about how Colorado is also at large, but they actually have, I think, pretty close to what Michigan has, but we're not at large. Um, teens can go at large, but misses cannot. So you have to have a local in the state of Michigan. But back when I first started, when I was like 18 as a miss, we had almost 40 at Miss Michigan. So we were, we had so many different locals, both open and closed and then COVID hit. So I just always think it's interesting to hear how they parallel and how they differ. I think we had 14 sign up, which is huge for Vermont and then COVID and it was like it wasn't even like COVID hit and then they dropped it was like Mm -hmm. we were still up yeah and it was like no (laughs) so we did have quite a bit but then it dropped so I think we have about the same this year but I'm hoping that we still have a few more days to sign up I I think there might be some girls that'll drop in like a little uh towards the closer end of the deadline Mm -hmm. hoping because my goal was to have a bigger class than the one I competed with, but it's so hard to convince people. Like they just don't want to get it. You know what I mean? You're like, no, it's a scholarship organization. No, it's like you get to meet all these amazing women. It's talent. It's like interviews. Like, and then you get to top it off with an evening gown. Like it's like, it's not just parading around. <laughs> like, I don't know. I think it's got a great balance, you know, cause you can talk about things and be, um, you know, do different things to educate people on not only Miss America, but you as a title holder, your social impact. Then you also, yes, evening gown. I mean, most of us love that. 
you can't can't not like it's just so much fun dressing up as princess but you can get beauties and brains and some people just don't care to listen or want to like they just think you're like blowing steam you're like no I promise but yeah Uh uh-huh yeah well and I think that the right people and when I say right I don't mean any certain type of people I just mean people who are intrigued to learn something new, like are open to learning something new. That could be any type of person from any type of background, but women who are intrigued and want to hear more, it'll get to them and they'll eventually, you know, wander in. And the thing I've learned about now interviewing, gosh, we have over 30 episodes live as I'm talking to you, but I have 20 that are in the hole. And then I have 10, including you, I have to still interview, but I'm taking a pause, like come in a couple weeks. Cause I have to take the last eight weeks to go full on like prep mode. But so that'll be over 50, 60 ladies and every single person, I would say like 80% to 90% of the women I talk to have either come in themselves or have had other candidates come in because word of mouth. They were friends, acquaintances, and they talked so highly about Miss America that they went, I trust you. Like, I, I love your perspective on things. I know that you're legit. And you have such a drive about this organization. What the heck is it all about? And that almost sparks their interest more than, you know, even just seeing it on TV or social media. It's seeing all of us get so excited about it and continue to compete year after year. Because I get people who ask me that. They're like how many times have you been? Why are you still going? Like, aren't you getting old? And I go, listen, listen, do you want the short version or do you want the long version? (laughs) But we all love it. And I think that that starts to, you know, resonate with other people and hopefully get them at some point to give it a try. I love to tell girls from out of state. I'm like, you know, you could just go to grad school here, college. (laughs) (laughs) So you're like, we start reaching out. Like, listen, you know, it's only a few months of eligibility. (laughs) Well, especially with like the age increase now, Mm -hmm. it's so many more women that are eligible. I know. So yeah, because okay, I got confused about this, and once I didn't need to know it didn't really matter like you know what I mean like that sounds terrible but because you know when you're like competing you're like how many years do I have and um so they increased because of COVID because you couldn't in 2020 did they Mm -hmm. increase it again or did they just (sighs) okay so (laughs) it's funny you asked this because I have a couple I have an episode that will be live like I think I have three before her but there was a woman I talked to about a month ago And she's a local candidate. I can't remember what state she was in, but we were talking and come to find out her and I are the same age because, um, she was telling me she was aging out and I went, wait, we're the same age. How are you aging out? Like I'm a few months older than you. And she said, well, my, I just assumed it was only a one-time thing. And I went, hold on. I never, I never thought of it that way. So then I sent voice messages in a group chat to some of what we call our granny clan in the state of Michigan. And I went, hey, oldies, um, do you know if there's any validity to this? Because I never thought of it that way. And then, of course, they're freaking out. And I probably should have asked for clarification at our orientation that just happened. But um, I went on the Miss America website 
And I found, you know, the press release that they sent in the email. And from what I was reading, it seems like teen was emphasized it's going to go back down in 2023 for that season. But Miss did not say it was going to revert back. So again, I'm just guessing, maybe someone listening can correct me, but I know at one point Miss America used to be 26 and then I went down to 25 and then 24 and then it kind of started going back up again. It was 24. That's crazy. Yeah. The first year I went to state, the 24 year olds were aging out and I am still friends with all the girls I used to compete with when I was young and they were, you know, the older part of our group. And I told them, I said, it's really weird for me to think about the fact that you all aged out when you were uh, a year younger than I am now. <laughs> Just so I'm hoping that I'm right. Maybe we'll get some clarification, but the teens make sense because teens. Right, right, right. Yeah. But Miss, I mean, especially with college, Miss, you go to college for if you go for your master's, your PhD, or maybe you take a gap year. There's women who are outside of those traditional four years, you're 22 and then you're done, you know? So I don't know, to be, to be uh, <laughs> determined, I guess. I, well, I hope <laughs> that it is not going back down. I'm glad that I'm not the only one. I, I went, that seed had not been planted, but well, now I'm curious. <laughs> well, my concern in 2020 was that they, Upped it for this year. Mm-hmm. And I thought they were going to move it back down. And then if I didn't win, I still would have been missing out a year because I don't know. Because then it would have been gone down. So it should stay up high. Because watch me go down. and email our executive directors after we get up. Like, excuse me, I just want to clarify. I should have done that at orientation, but it's fine. <laughs> It's fine. Uh, yeah, that would that would be quite a twist. We're all getting ready for state. And then, by the way, those of you that are 25, this is now it. Surprise. But when is Miss Michigan? Miss Michigan is June. So we get there the 14th and crowning is the 18th. I also forgot about that having it be a week. There's I wish that like I not that I, I want to be always want to be Miss Vermont, but it would have been such an experience to like compete in a bigger state to have a whole week of the state and like prelims for state. Like that was another thing I had no oh, idea yeah. how it worked. I literally because I mean I used to watch Miss America, but you don't watch prelims for Miss America, right? Uh huh. Wait, so wait, some nights I do this and then half the other. <laughs> so was Vermont just one and done? You're there for a day? Okay, I think that's how Morris said Colorado worked. We were. Saturday we had our interviews. Okay. Rehearsal. Yeah. Sunday more rehearsal and then crowding. But then we were all you did every single wow, thing. Wow. So you're just that adrenaline peaks in like 48 hours. Well, that's what it was weird when I went to Miss America and I like did my talent. I was like. Right. And that's the largest <laughs> amount of girls. Okay, now we just again. Next- yeah. And there wasn't like a quick oh, turnaround of, of costs. Jesus yeah outfit yeah I mean but. even in Michigan when I first started as a miss we had two nights of prelim and one final and we had two different groups but we only have 20 girls now so we have one night of prelims and then one final and we're all just in one group um but I was looking at some other bigger states who just did their um 
it's, it's really interesting to see how different it is. We pick our numbers at orientation. We turn in our paperwork. That's like our ticket in the door. We walk in, we talk about things. And then at the very end, we pull for numbers and you go up and you pick your spot on the board. Now well, I have girls. It just is like, no. So how they do it in Michigan is we go based off of who sold the most ads for the program book. And then after that, if girls didn't sell, then they just start picking. And so you pick a number and that's all a part of our orientation. But I know that um, like with Colorado, I was talking to some of my gal pals there. They don't have to have their paperwork turned in at their orientation. Like they're, they still have time to edit it, which for us, we, you turn it in before you walk into the door. And then with Arkansas, I saw some of, again, gal pals who've been on the show there they do that. It looks like their lottery at home. So they were, they had it on their TV screen. And I saw a lot of them posting like pictures of them on the phone and pointing. I was like, wait, that's, I thought they only did it like that for Miss America. Well, no, they did that. I think during COVID, how did you guys pick your numbers? You did it in person, right? For Miss America? Yeah. It was on the screen. It was. Okay. 30 seconds. Yeah. They do it like, but Arkansas has over 40 girls. And Utah had over 50. Like, really? Our Miss Utah had more people at our state than at nationals. Wow. Yeah. It was like hardly over 50, but it was over 50. Like, you know, it was like 53, I think. Or I'm not really exactly sure. I don't quite know. What's going on in Utah? I've never been to Utah. I drove through it once, but how did they get so many girls? I have no idea. Like, I mean, I always tell people though, I'm like, I bet someone says that about every state. You know, someone, I might say that about Utah, but then someone's probably like, what the heck's going on in Michigan? <laughs> so I don't know. Or maybe they're just really good at marketing to their demographic. And maybe we just, I think it'd be cool if we had, I know that they do training for the title holders like Emma and, um, and our Miss America's Outstanding Team. But I think it'd be cool if we had just everyone in the organization go on Zoom calls about just growing our numbers, you know, like saying, Hey, we do this in our state and it works really well. Here's what we should do in this state. I don't know. I think that'd be kind of cool to just pick each other's brain. In like the peak of the pandemic, did you ever join any of those zoom calls that Miss America would put on for local? Yeah. And then that's how like our Facebook group, are you on the Facebook group that got started? It was so much fun Yeah, Mm -hmm. being connected with everyone. Like and now we get to meet, like, it's so much fun at Facebook. Thank God for Facebook. I know. See, I'm like, listen, don't rag on Facebook. I mean, I get it. It, They all have their pros and cons, believe me. But yeah, yeah. I I mean, the power of technology, man. I, I would have loved some of this stuff. I can't imagine going through the pandemic if it was 10 or 20 years before 2020, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. No. I was, I would have still been in school, so I don't even want to think about that. I was graduated from college. I, I feel bad for people in elementary school or middle school. I mean, and high school, I was in college. (laughs) I hated college. So I was like, (laughs) I get to go home. I literally lived 20 minutes from my college, but I didn't have to go to campus. And it was, it was a blessing for me, which I see the privilege behind me being able to say that, but I know (laughs) (laughs) it's so different. uh, Very crazy. And I have your, go ahead. No, you go first. (laughs) 
I remember like when the pandemic came, we're all like, yeah, two weeks, two weeks. And yeah. it was in May. And they're like, we're pushing Miss Vermont back to August. And I was like, okay. And then they're like, no, we're just getting Surprise! <laughs> we were all so hopeful. <laughs> I know. I remember that too. I went, oh, August. Okay, that's going to be weird, but I can I can roll with it. And then, and then I was so mad that whoever won was going to get like not a year-long reign. That's true. I did tell my mom that. I was like, if I win, I'm only going to get 10, which of course I'd rather be my state title holder than never get it and only have 10 months. But I, I agree. I was like, oh, that's going to be a bummer. But but for Vermont, because yours is in June, ours was in May. <gasps> sounds like only Oh, so that's only like six eight. months. Or well Oh no, it's more. Maybe eight. Yeah, I yeah. Just not it was shorter than ten. But uh Yeah. I only get eleven months as Miss Vermont. So I'm I'm not salty. It's okay. <laughs> oh. That's okay. We're dealing with it slowly. It's a tough decline. I knew it. Yeah. Come- come eventually but like writing my farewell I was like what the heck you know yeah. maybe all the anticipation like all that hard work doing it and you're like okay I did it like you want to pat yourself on the back but you're just like okay that's it <laughs> there, there yeah. you are. you did it you were Miss Vermont but well especially because I every year when they crown at Miss Michigan the new Miss Michigan I just think in that moment, oh my gosh, you know, they get a whole year and I know how quick a year can go. But in that moment, we're all looking at the new queen going, oh my gosh, they get a whole year. And then all of a sudden the first quarter's done and you go, oh, geez, it's already been three months since Miss Michigan. And then the second quarter goes and, you know, the holidays are over. And then as soon as Miss America's over and the six month mark is over for Miss Michigan, it's the next Miss Michigan class that they're concerned about. So it's just, it's such a quick turnover and state title holders, you know, from what I see are all so busy that I can just imagine it. You think a year is great and it is, but then all of a sudden it goes. Blink yeah. of an eye. I'm also, everyone's like, well, how do you feel about Miss America being in December? I'm so grateful for that because it gave me so much more time to prep. And then also it was more time like, not just being on the downhill side of things. You know what I mean? That's so, true. Cause you're hyped up for the first half. So if it started, if it ended yep. in September, then they'd be like, all right, who's our new Miss Vermont? Not that they really do that in Vermont, but you know what I mean? It would be yeah. like, we're going to focus on them. No, it was still focused on me, which sounds kind of greedy, but you know, if you're worked this hard, you might as well take those extra three months. So oh, yeah. I really love like being in December. That's a good point. Like, you know what? Let's put it in February. No. <laughs> like, yeah. Just, just keep, keep it rolling. I know back when it was in, um, uh, Nevada, Las Vegas, mm-hmm. gosh, they used to have it in January. Yeah. That's, uh, I, I, I wasn't mad about it. I also hate the heat. So going to MAO teen in July, I was Oh there my for- gosh two nights or maybe three nights. I like thought I was going to die. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> he stroke like, like I, just, I do really, really? Bad. I do really bad with the heat. And so I was so thankful that it was in new England in December. Not that we were outside a lot, but I just, right. No, I was good. I was good. It was like, was the teen competition. I know it was at Disney, but was it outside? No, but like we went, you would walk around. You had to walk outside and it, when it's that humid, you're like, please, please don't. No. You're in your high heels. <laughs> and it's just like, ah, your feet you guys are- weren't, you had girls in high heels? 
Yeah, we'll just at Disney. Oh no. Oh, okay. So I never actually went to Disney, but when we went to dinner at the Universal. Oh, okay. I don't know. It was a mess. But anyway, so I was thinking sneakers in December in Connecticut. (laughs) I think sneakers are. In my, I think sneakers are okay year round, but that's just me. I'm like, I, I will wear a cute little romper with my Converse and be perfectly right. happy. <laughs> like, um, like at Miss America, it was rehearsals. At, oh, okay. Yep. Like dinners with, for like our sponsor, like the sponsored dinner. For yeah. So it was like different dynamic. That's why I meant like Miss America week was so much more calm for me. <laughs> Interesting. Oh my gosh. That's interesting to hear because I know the last one point of Miss America or sorry, Miss Michigan, we had that went to Miss America. I talked to her when she came back and she said it was pretty intense, but then she said, again, it's all just hearsay and I've never been, so I don't know. And no one gets to go more than once. So no one can, you know, hundred percent. No, but she was saying it was less intense than in previous years. However, it was still very intense to the point where, you know, they weren't really sleeping. And that was back when they would do the pre-recorded intros. They, she said that took like all day long to do the different locations to shoot their introductions. So much fun to watch though. Like the dancing and (laughs) stress that I would have to look good when it was windy on a beat. That's true. Loud enough. That's true. Because <laughs> they switched it, but those were so much fun. And I bet that was stressful, but yeah. What was it like performing your talent on the Miss America stage? And if you for anyone who didn't watch, what was your talent? So my talent was speed painting. I did Rosie the Riveter upside down. Um, it was crazy. Oh my god. So I also did a monologue with it. Like I spoke while painting. And I didn't have that monologue memorized until I got to Miss America. Why did I think that that was pre-recorded? I don't know. know, People did, but no, I I was talking. I was. Girl, that's like, that's like the, what, the, um, when you have to pat your head and rub your stomach at the same time. Oh no. No, and so many people, every time I tell someone I had to say it, they're like, oh, we thought it was pre-recorded. And so I'm so mad that you couldn't even tell. Like I was like, I I mean, in your defense, I was... I was super late to putting up my Christmas tree. So I was putting up my Christmas tree while I was watching Miss America. And I was also trying to make myself dinner and I could only have like a corner view of my TV. So while I'm making pizza, I'm trying to watch and see. So I think I was just like, you know, watching. It's also, from- a, compliment. It's also a compliment. It wasn't like I started like crying. Cause they were like, oh, that's definitely not. No, me. but I mean, it is a compliment. Yeah. Then no one would know that you didn't know it before you got there. Yeah. My my director was like, I know you said you put things off, but I didn't think you'd do that. And I was like, hey, I did it, didn't I? She's like, yeah, you did. Okay, awesome. so did you at least have your pitch planned? Yes. That okay. Was, <laughs> that was mostly memorized. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it was the, the monologue part. Because I didn't do the monologue at my send-off, and my family was like, eh, not my fave. Like, like they definitely hated it. And so then they're like, Oh, you made it more interesting with the monologue. And I was like, thank you, mom. Thank you. You sound like you have the same mom as me. My mom will tell me straight as it is. Yeah. She'll be like, that wasn't your best. So this is, this is the thing. So at Miss Vermont, I did Johnny Cash. He was on a black canvas and I had only white paint. And I also had (gasps) like little markers 
where I knew where to paint. Okay. So it was not totally free handed. Okay. I'll be honest. There we go. And he looked great. Rosie the Riveter had a yellow background with red, blue, and brown and her skin color. So it was four different paints and I free handed it. So there was nothing to tell me where to go. Like I, I literally memorized like her hair, her arm. And so oh she didn't look perfect every single time. She always looked a little different because it was just, right. and, and so, so many people were like, yeah, Johnny was better. I was like, Johnny was easier. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I was like, okay. But I do like the pun on you did all black. Cause he was the man in black. Yes. Thank you. I, lo- I love Johnny. <laughs> I, yeah, he's yeah. I love doing that, but I just, more people understood. I was like, Johnny was easier. One paint. I didn't do a monologue. Rosie didn't look at their best, but I had to work so much harder for that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but it doesn't matter. I, I went up there to have fun. Speed painting honestly brought me to the Miss America stage because I can't sing. I cannot dance and I cannot play an instrument. Um, so it was great. And Vermont is the only state in the 100th years of Miss America that has never made the finalists. We are the only one. So Wait, I seriously? had no stress. Yes. Every other state has been on the top 15, top 10. I had no idea. Besides Vermont. And so I, I, I honestly kept joking. I'm like, I had to keep our family's tradition going. I did not care. I'm not trying to be like, no, I didn't want to make top 15. Of course, everybody would want to. But when they were like, everybody that made the top 10 gets to do their talent over again. I was like, like, you know what? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Girl's dream. Another down, Not me. I'm good. I I mean, that's a good way to though, like, you know, if if you made it, you'd go, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. But that's a good way to like set yourself up to where if you don't, you have a silver lining because I, this is, does not compare to Miss America, but I remember the second time I went back to Miss Michigan, I was, I wanted to make the top, I think we had 10 or 12, but I wanted to make that so badly because I didn't place the year before, which was a crapshoot because I was the first runner up. So I took it over last minute for the girl who first, uh, rescinded her title because Wait, she has something runner up to a local a local title okay so I had I've said this on so many episodes so I'm sorry for those who listen to this every episode but yeah I had a title that I was first runner up at twice and the second time I was first runner up in the summer that following spring right before Miss Michigan the girl I had placed first runner up to had a conflict and she backed out. And so I got a call like two months before. So I didn't really like, yes, I went that year, but I had no intentions of doing it like any placement. So the second year that I went and had a full year, I really, really wanted to make the top 10. And back then I I know it was a little different in every state, but in the state of Michigan at that time, if you made the top 10, you had to answer another hardball political question on stage. And I was, again, like 18, 19, and I went, "Mm, you know, if I don't make it, I don't have to answer a political question. Because they were, especially as a 19-year-old, I was like, these are kind of hard. I mean, my one friend, now I could answer it, but they would ask, like, if you... I I hate political questions. (gasps) Okay, question. And if you can't, if there's things you can't say, that's a-okay. But as far as your, like your interview goes, because I know when I talked to 
which, which one was it? It was uh, Miss North Dakota. She said that her interview didn't really have any politics. I think Maura said that too, um, which Maura was disappointed because she said, I love politics. And I went, that's great. I wish I had that in me. But what, like, what was your interview like? Were you happy with it? In Vermont, they don't do political questions. They don't. Okay. And I did a lot of mock interviews with a lot more political questions. Uh Uh-huh. But it's so hard when you want to say something, but you're just like, I don't want to sound like I'm trying to be negative. And you just want to tell someone like, this is what happened. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, it's behind me. I still got to do it. It's not like I think like, you know what I mean? But this is what happened. Like, I forgot what question it was, but I was answering it. And like one of the judges like cut me off and asked me a different question, like interrupted me. And at that point, I'm like, you know what? If they didn't really care about listening to me speak, I'm not going to be Miss America. Like, I don't care. I didn't come here to be Miss America. I came here to represent Vermont. And they asked me, um, like, they, I think they asked me how I would change diet or increase diversity in the work, my workplace. And so that's a pretty deep question yeah um, but other than that they asked me about firefighting in the children's hospital I think mostly like like I said like once you you walk into that room and you walk out and you're like what did I even say oh because I think that happens to everyone though it. <laughs> but it was it was not my favorite interview and that's okay because it doesn't matter I don't I think it could have been my perfect one and I still would have you know I could just still be Miss Vermont I Kept telling myself that I was like, listen, but you still get to go home and be your dream, which was always yeah. Vermont. So yeah, it doesn't really matter if you go in there and cry or if you go in there and have a cry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, but I also like that, you know, there have been a, I think it was also Miss North Dakota who said that, you know, she wasn't entirely happy with her interview. She didn't go too far into detail, but she just said, you know, I didn't feel the same I felt at state. But I also like that you guys share that side because it shows other girls who are listening who are, you know, going to their local or state or, you know, eventually maybe Miss America. We are human and it's impossible for everything to always play out perfectly, whatever that, you know, quote unquote perfect looks for each person. Um, and so, yeah, it is nice to, I mean, obviously we want everyone to be like, I had a great interview, but it is nice to hear that even the girls at Miss America have some questions where they went, you know, that wasn't my best, but I tried. And also I I said this to every single state title holder. I was like, you guys were a part of the 100th anniversary. There were thousands of women who competed and no matter where you place, y'all got to go at like the most iconic year you could have ever asked for. So you're all winners. I know that's very cliche, but you're all winners for me. <laughs> and I like, I don't like bragging. I don't like trying to like steam, but that is just so cool. And I truly yeah. just so blessed because what's crazy about it is that like some girls had been keep competing for like multiple, multiple years and finally got to go. And without those losses, like I'm thinking of one right now, Miss Kentucky, she was like on her last year. She had competed so many times and and she finally got to go. She got to go to the 100th. So it's almost like those losses kind of added up for them. Yeah. And like the pandemic, um, missing one year, we would have been the 99th class. Like it, it's just so crazy how <laughs> timing works, you know. And I, it, it is, it was, it is very cool. It is just no other way to put it. Just to say that I was the 100th anniversary class is. 
Yeah. I mean, this is a story you get to tell your kids and your grandkids. And yeah, I went to the 100th anniversary. And how cool is it that, you know, I mean, out of all of the people who compete, there's less state title holders than there are local title holders. So not everyone gets to represent their state at Miss America, no matter the outcome. Like I just think, I told my mom that one time because I said, you know, obviously I grew up with Miss America my family was very saturated in it. So I grew up wanting to be Miss America, but now being someone who's competing for Miss Michigan, I told my mom, if I ever won Miss Michigan, I wouldn't count myself out. Like I would go with high hopes, but also kind of, you know, from what all of you have told me really live in the moment. Mara said, take lots of pictures. Cause it was a blur. <laughs> you never take enough. I, I thought I took a lot of photos. Like, no, not enough. Not enough. Don't mean bad. I'm that person where I get so shy. Like I hate looking like like posing and taking pictures. I'm like I look like so. I don't know. I look like so egotistical right now. But it's just it's literally a picture. But I don't know. Okay. I get in my head about that. But I told my mom. I said if I ever go to Miss America, just the fact that I get to be Miss Michigan for a year, I'll be so excited that no matter what happens at Miss America. Like that's a story that I get to hold with me and a goal I've worked for, for now almost 10 years because I did teen for a few years. So like, how cool is that? No, regardless of what happens. And then if I ever won Miss America, that would just be like the icing on what's already a really delicious cake. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Absolutely. Like seriously, I don't want to be like, no, I didn't want to be Miss America. I would have loved to have the Okay with not being Miss America too. Because if I won Miss America, I would have never gone to Alaska. <laughs> and I don't know about you, but that's just like such a cool state. So I was very I've never happy. been to Alaska. Yeah, I was so happy. It was always on my bucket list. And I was like, how crazy it is that I get to go to Alaska for a Miss America homecoming. Like crazy. So that is so cool. It was all fantastic. Um yeah, there's just nothing more else to say about that. Mm. <laughs> Have you had a favorite moment throughout your year just as a title holder, whether it's an appearance or social impact related? I don't know. There's still, it's not like one specific time, but just every time someone says like, Hey, miss Vermont. I <laughs> like specifically the show is your shoes parade. Oh. Somebody said it. I started crying during it. I was literally like, I was like, pull yourself together. Like they're going to think Vermont's weird because she's over there crying in her car, but it's just so special because you're just like, that's me. Like you kind of were talking about this earlier, like how you get girls like involved and it's because I met a Miss Vermont. And so every time some little girl meets me and is excited to meet me, I think like that could be her beginning story. And like when Mm. you're, any title holder mm-hmm. that might be their only time that they ever get to meet a miss boston or miss dallas miss vermont like miss tennessee like whatever it is and so you want to make that lasting impre- impression because it's like that's you and you get to be that person so anytime that i get to feel like i made an impact on someone that would make me freak out a few years ago as miss vermont that's that's always special oh my gosh wow. actually so i told you i can't sing but in elementary school i did do a uh talent show and i sang love story by taylor swift and last weekend at one of these maple sugar houses this little girl was telling me she because i was like you should you should run in a few years you can be miss vermont like you have a talent and her mom's like she can sing she's gonna be in her talent show and i was like what are you singing and she said love story by uh taylor swift i my mom has the photo of me going 
to this little girl because I was like, the only time I've ever sang in my entire life was for an elementary at elementary school talent show, and it was the same exact song. So she probably thought it was crazy, but I was like, <laughs> Did you did you change it for the talent show? Or yeah, no, like it was. This was when I was in fifth grade. So oh oh, <laughs> I've got grade. No, my oh. sister did a talent show many years ago, and oh, now she's okay. her talent show, and she's also singing the same song as me. And it was just weird that it was. The okay, same. I'm totally picking. All right, sometimes I tell a story, and I realize that I'm like telling it like a spider web, and not. No, you're okay. At first, I I get what you're saying. Now it was just like full circle that she was also singing that song. I yeah. thought for a second you as Miss Vermont, you no. decided to go sing it, and I was Whoa. like, Wait, that's pretty no. cool. That's. No, I you can't. got grit. <laughs> I would not want to. I had, oh my gosh. I went to an elementary school for March's reading month. Loved it. Crazy. I went like back to back to back for four hours. They would just rotate kids into this library. And I had some kids because I'm a singer. So I started singing them songs when I was done reading my book. And the kids went, you're such a good singer. Can you dance? We want to see you dance. And I just politely went, you know, some people are very blessed, like Beyonce and Britney. They can sing and they can dance. I, however, am not one of those people. And of course, they're little elementary kids. So they're like, no, come on. We want to see you dance. And I'm just going, I'm going to respectfully decline. <laughs> like, you really don't want to see. And, oh, I said, I can't do a dance unless if it's uh, the cha-cha slide or the Macarena and the teachers all start laughing because I don't even think they know what the Macarena is, but. That's funny. Yeah. funny. Yeah. In 2019, I did a monologue and some people can do monologues. Like one of my best friends is Cindy Park, Miss New York. She's so empowering. Oh, that was, so yeah, that was amazing. When I did mine, I literally was like, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I like I just was like monotone like let's get this over with so I knew I could not go back with a monologue I and I still was like scared about what I was gonna do for a talent and it, the time was ticking closer to the 2020 competition I still didn't have a talent so you know that's another reason COVID hit because I because I picked speed painting and it was amazing so it works out but I'm so jealous like you can sing I would love to just be like yeah I can sing the national anthem for you anywhere um fun fact though that is my one of my biggest fears I've been doing it for like 14 years since I was 11 or 12 and I still get sick to my I do it all the time but I still get sick to my because to me it's such an honor and everyone knows it so the fact that someone chooses you to sing it and then the pressure to not mess it up which never was in my head until someone told me when I was in middle school they went don't mess it up like so-and-so and and they'd say a celebrity or back then I was still, you know, coming out of my Hannah Montana era. And there's an episode where Hannah messes up the national anthem. And so then it's just been in the back of my mind every single time. Insult the country. Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I know it's everyone knows it. So I, I I keep joking because I, I have tattoos, which, you know, used to be not okay. Because I remember competing when we had to cover them up. Well, not had to, but just people chose to. But my ongoing joke with my mom is I said, you know, one of these days, I'm just going to get the lyrics tattooed on my wrist so that if I get nervous, I can just look at my tattoo. I know lyrics, but if I get in my head, never have I messed it up. 
I've known them since literally like second grade because we used to get quizzed on it in uh, our choir class. We had to know the national anthem and other songs. And, um, but no, I was like, I won't actually get that tattooed, but it's just a joke I have with my mom. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Like one of my goals in life is to sing the national anthem at a place. And I don't, I really wish I'd stop wishing that was a goal because it's never going to happen. You should have just done it as Miss Vermont. I know I still should, but I literally it just do it for the pet, do it for the competition. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm so, it's so ingrained in me. Um, I mess up all the time. I'm like, candidates candidates uh, judges i still say platform all the time platform analyst <laughs> one was like my last straw i was like this this is hard and i started in 2019 so it wasn't even oh okay yeah i, I missed that like it, it was changed um so it's not as engraved in my mind but some of it still just because it's been around for 100 years yeah it's crazy to think i've had exactly three years of being a miss as 1.0 and three years of being a miss as 2.0 official, like on stage years. If you count the COVID year, it'd be seven, but maybe you can hold up your hand so no one can see, but which one do you like better? (laughs) 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 Always said, you know, I, the, the thing I am so happy about with 2.0 is the fact that we talk about our work so much more like our platform. Social, see, there I go again, I go again. I'm so stuck because I, you just had to get lucky in 1.0. Well, obviously, if you, they asked about it in your interview, but on stage, at least in Michigan, and even, you know, at the final night of Miss America, you were picking at Miss Michigan from a fishbowl on prelims. And then final nights, you were getting uh, political questions the judges had written down and or one year they would ask you for the top 10. So I just felt, People were kind of distanced from what we actually stand for and do outside of a random political question we would get. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's my onstage question. This is my cat, Piper. Um, <gasps> oh, hello, kitty. <laughs> my onstage question at Miss Vermont was why am I proud to be a Vermonter? Which sounds like a great question, but the girl right before me got the same question. And there were seven of us. So I was like, huh. The year that you won? Yeah. They asked you all that? No, they only asked two of us. Everyone got their own question besides the girl before me and me. We both got asked why we're proud to be Vermonter. Was she no your first runner-up? No. she. Uh, I didn't know if maybe that was... She was who I voted for Miss Congeniality. Loved the girl, uh, but that definitely threw me a loop because I was like, why did I just guess the same thing? Because I had that one time, the first or second time I went to Miss uh, at the state level, my now roommate for the second time. <laughs> Love you, BK. Um, we both have competed the same amount of times at Miss Michigan together since we were babies. And they asked her and I like almost the same question, but it was just slightly different. So they said something about voting and young generations to her. And then when I came out, they said, how do we get um, you know teens and young adults to believe their vote counts? And I'm like, didn't you just... Okay. And so, of course, I'm like... Um, I have an answer. I didn't say this. I'm just thinking like processing it in my brain. I have an answer, but do I say it? And so I always find it interesting when with Miss Universe, they put those sound canceling headphones. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, obviously I've never done it, but I just wonder if that would help or if that would just make you more nervous that you're all getting the same question. 
looking back now, I shouldn't have said it, but clearly something worked. But I was like, well, as Mira was saying, and then I like added on to my own spice, but it was like, it's hard because we both had the same reason. I didn't want to switch my entire reason why I was proud to be a Vermonter just because she had the same reason. Like, or yeah. Well, I think you like, if you play it off, like, well, you know, we all, I feel the same way. So it just goes to show that that's consistent with our state. This is what the state has to offer because I guarantee you, if you ask someone at, you know, in Michigan, why do you love Michigan? Well, you've got the Great Lakes, you've got the Upper Peninsula and the Lower Peninsula. You've got so many vineyards that are just beautiful. And, you know, the scenery, we have four seasons, which I'd rather only have three, but that's just me. <laughs> I you don't I don't like, like winter. <laughs> that's my favorite season. So if you want to give us yours, well. That's why you like, you wanted to go to Alaska, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's why I was happy with December. Like I, I live for the winter. So. No, my mom and I always joke that one of these days we're going to go um, to Florida when it's Christmas because we don't want to be. <laughs> and then everyone goes, but it's a white Christmas. And we're like, no, we want a sandy Christmas on the beach. <laughs> when we're all down in Florida for MAOT and we're like, Leah, like, how do you survive this? And she's like, you just get used to it. I was like, I could never, I can't. Okay. Summers. I would want to be in Michigan. I've told people that I want to be a snowbird. All these, you know, Midwesterners where once it gets cold, they just leave. But then when it's nice, they just come on back. I go, that would be the life. That's, that's truly what I hope for in this life to be a snowbird. <laughs> Song like it's summertime in northern Michigan. Oh, Kid Rock. <laughs> I literally yeah. commented that once on Miss Michigan's post. I forget why I even did it. But she she says thing and I like did the little music emojis. So it's like must be yeah. fun that. got that one. And then every time, so I as a singer, I go out and I perform and I get paid to do that. It's not my full-time job, but I've been doing it for a long time. So whenever I sing, don't stop believing in Michigan. You know, um, took the midnight train, go born and raised in South Detroit. Everyone's like, South Detroit. They get so excited because they're like, that's, that's us. Everyone in Michigan, like most people only know Detroit if they're not from Michigan. So everyone in Michigan kind of just like, you know, adopts it, even though I'm three hours from Detroit. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. I don't think there's a single song that says Vermont. Vermont. Um, (laughs) (laughs) There has one about whoever's in new england but it's about her husband cheating on her from someone from boston so that does not count that yeah that's not well (laughs) the funny thing is the first year i went to miss michigan the girl who won that year ariana she went to miss america and that was the year i think savvy won miss america i think yeah um but her intro that was again back during the 1.0 intros where Mm -hmm. it was pre-planned and you got to choose whatever you wanted to do. So, um, because she represented Wayne County at Miss Michigan, which is, you know, the Troy area. And then she won Miss Michigan and went to Miss America. She wanted to represent Detroit with Eminem. So she said, she said something about, uh, being the mom's spaghetti and like, she's gonna something with Detroit. And we all just laughed watching it from home because we went we we know she's gonna say that and yep she said something about mom's spaghetti on the miss america competition <laughs> like i love that i love that for us i was so glad that this year they they didn't go completely back like to the funny facts or whatever but they didn't make us do 
our school either. They said, just do something about yourself. And so mm-hmm. I was very thankful that I didn't have to get up there and just say my college major in college because I did have no interest in doing that. But because yeah. <laughs> they were so much fun. I used to love hearing those old intros. Yeah, I know. They just make you laugh. I did like, though, uh, back in the day when they'd have, yeah, those little facts, but it would be the pre-recorded ones. So when they were doing their talent, they'd have like a fun fact about them or why they chose their talent talking in the screen. It was like them little dancing. Like, yeah, yeah. That's so cute. Like I can blow up bubble and I think the reason I like that though is because I grew up watching American Idol because I I love singing and so they would kind of do like those backgrounds things with all the contestants of American Idol so to me it just felt you know natural to talk about why you chose this piece and yeah but (laughs) okay I want to know because you know this is called the crown in real life what does a day in real life look for you maybe on a, like an off day and or a title holder day when you've got an appearance to go to? Okay. So I graduated with my nursing degree, was supposed to be a nurse, then one oh. missed my <laughs> So like, I'm not a nurse. Um, oh. so, so I'm a nanny and I chose, you definitely do not need to take the year off, of course, but I I decided I wanted to just nanny and be Miss Vermont, be the best Miss Vermont, mm-hmm. focus on that later. So I nanny two little boys. Um, and I'm also on my volunteer fire department. So every, you know, if we get a call, I got to go to that. We have trainings and meetings. What else do I do with my life? I have four cats, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that sounds like, I'm like, wow, what do I do with my life? Um, but yeah, that's, that's pretty What cool. about a day you have an appearance? Like, okay, so how like do you tomorrow. get up and get ready? Like, what's your routine? I, I like to get ready quick. I I love my sleep a lot more than curling my hair. I curl my hair, but you know what I mean. Oh, um, oh I get it. I don't. I don't think people at work think I actually do Miss America because when I go to work, I have like glasses, no contacts, no makeup. Yeah. And then when I like this, I did five or ten minute makeup before we hopped on. But when I go to a competition or Miss America thing, I have full glam. And yeah, so I, I get what you're saying. I like sleep too. <laughs> so tomorrow I have a full day of sugar houses. Wake up. Hopefully I can get some breakfast at my favorite place because I don't have an appearance until 10 a.m. It's actually right down oh. the road where I live, which is kind of crazy because that never happens. Um, and I get to go to Sugar Shacks last <laughs> weekend. Um, the first one I went to was just this sweet old couple. It was just literally us and my friend that I take is my little chaperone. Um, and the next one was at this big like farmland and it was more like not a family owned business, but like, like a learning site. Like they had like mm-hmm. horses you could see. Da, da, da. And I got to pull some raffle tickets and got maple popcorn there. Ooh. And then I went to another thing where they were just doing t- um Tutorials, not tutorials. Demonstrations? <laughs> they just like walk through a building and they like. Oh, a tour? Were they giving you a tour? To do it. Like, wow. There's, yeah, tour. Yeah, tour, not a tutorial. <laughs> no, I was speaking too hard. Yeah, a little tour. Um, and then they let me make sugar on snow for everyone and just meet and greet people. And then Aww. I have to go home. <laughs> It's the small things, but, but how cool. Yeah. I mean, people saying, oh my gosh, Miss Vermont's here to greet us. I mean, that probably makes someone's whole day. 
Yeah. Um, I have on Sunday, another sugar house and they keep posting like, this Vermont's going to be here. This Vermont's going to be here. And it's like, that's me. Like, hope I don't disappoint. (laughs) How do people, when you're out at appearances, if maybe they don't know about Miss America or Miss Vermont, are they intrigued? Are they like, what's going on? Like, how do they, how do they respond? They always, I feel like so many people ask like, oh, like seriously? And one time <laughs> my mom literally said, no, she bought this off Amazon. And I was like, mom! <laughs> no, because if you say that, they'll actually go, wait, really? But yeah. I- so I get to explain, yes, I went to Miss America or yes, I'm going to Miss America. And then they're like, oh, wow, like, like that's amazing. So it is certainly special. Um, of course, you get some people and they always ask like, bathing suit and I'm like is that seriously the first thing you think of no like thank you for asking like if you if you do the bathing suit is that what they they mean yeah like you guys mean baby's bathing suit no I've like that is literally probably 70% of the time the first really yes all the time I see most of my question and again I'm not a state title holder most of my questions are either they see the sash that says Miss America so they assume you are Miss America even if your sash doesn't say that just at the top or they go so if you win do you get to go to Miss Universe and then I have to go through explaining that like this is Miss USA (laughs) this is Miss America while they are similar they are not the same and you're just like you're giving this whole backstory so Bathing suit. I don't get that very, I don't really get that very often. I literally was at the doctor's office for a checkup and she asked, my doctor asked me and I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Like also that's such a weird, you know, swimsuit bathing suit, like bathing. I don't know. Oh, swimsuit bathing suit. No, I know. I know they're both the right, but I just, sometimes I'm like, why, why did it start? What the term bathing suit? Cause I think of, you know, like taking a bath and I don't take a bath. <laughs> I don't know. And I then, don't know. And then my next question is always talent. And that's when I, Oh yeah. I should just start lying and say, I sing. Cause then no, oh, you should be proud of it. No, 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 no. Because the reason is, is I say speed painting, they go, Oh my God, that's so cool. What is that? <laughs> then I got like whip out my phone and I'm like, this is Johnny cash. And I love explaining. I'm very proud to be a speed painter, but it's just so funny. Cause they're always like, Oh my gosh. I mean, again, I've mentioned her so many times on the show now, but my first runner up to my local back in August, which ironically now she's going to Miss Michigan with me because we have a sweeps competition where all of the, it used to be just first runners up, but now it's any person who plays throughout the competition year can come compete one more time. So she won a sweeps title and her talent is speed painting. So she does Michael Jackson. I don't remember what song of his plays but she does it upside down and then she flips it and um so she did a comp she did a couple competitions after um the one I currently have and she actually was the overall first runner up to a dual crowning so she they had a title holder crown title holder crown and then she was the first runner up after those two and she won overall talent and then she went to sweeps and won I don't think they announced who won talent but she won talent like a month before doing speed painting. And now for, um, we have a service with Don where we raise money for Miss Michigan scholarships leading up to the competition. She's doing an auction of her paintings. And I was like, that's so cool. I'm still trying to figure out what the heck I'm going to do. Like, I don't know, hold a private zoom concert. I don't know. I don't know. But I was like, that's so cool. That's a tangible thing that you can, you know, yeah. Scholarship for. 
Children's Hospital, they asked me to do one of them. So that's, it's going to be my first time. But mm. I get to do that too. So it, it is exciting. I, I hope you the best, but you know, she's also, she's my second choice for Miss Christian. <laughs> oh, great. Well, thank you. I, I, the talents are. <laughs> yeah. The internet's unstable. Sorry about that. Oh, no, you're okay. You came back. <laughs> Oh my goodness, Danielle! I have okay, perfect. Here we are. Okay, back. Can you? Are you back? Can you see me? <laughs> okay, I think it's. I think it's delaying. Hold on. Oh no! Now I see you. Hello. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. We're back. Oops. Awkward. <laughs> Intermission. No, you're okay. I can just. <laughs> edit it but I've also gotten to the point where a lot of stuff that I told people I was going to edit out I've just been leaving in because I'm like you know I feel like it shows the playful side and that everything's not perfect so (laughs) you know what I didn't even know that I thought you were just gonna slap this on and I and then like I'm like like oh no oh I should have I probably should have put that in the the email no I I, I do edit more I we could have had a great (laughs) <laughs> oh well no, no, kidding. <laughs> kidding no i was really quite honest but it's just funny because i totally thought you're just gonna slap this on the internet i'm like oh gosh no see that's why it takes me a while to turn around the episodes because i have to go in and at least listen to them through check the audio and then if there's edits i have to make you have to chop it and try and put it together so yeah yeah that makes yeah. sense but shows how much i know but but okay, so everyone gets a little bit anxious when I ask them this last question because it's so open ended. But considering we just turned 100 years as an organization and you were a part of the 100th anniversary class, how would you say Miss America is still relevant today? Oh my God, yeah. It's one of those questions that you really should have in your back pocket, but <laughs> you know, it's just, and so many times people want to say it's relevant because of scholarships and, and the social impact initiative. And those are so important too, but I love to say it's because it's fun and it brings people together and in mm. society where, you know, not just even because of the pandemic, but because sometimes we're also split, you know, we're all like in our own cubbies. It brings girls together. Look at yeah. this. I would have never had this delightful <laughs> evening with you if it wasn't oh. an organization like this. And I've met so many wonderful girls across the state, not just people in my my class. And that's why it's relevant because it's fun and girls get to be girls with each other and we get to grow together and just support each other. And and there's not an organization like that. You know, like there's there's Girl Scouts when you're little. You know? <laughs> and, it's like you graduate and, from Girl Scouts to Miss America. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like really, we should pin for that. I never did Girl Scouts, but um, I didn't either, but I like the analogy. (laughs) Yeah, but I don't know. It's just like a fun thing that brings girls together and we can all support each other. And so that's why I think it's relevant. I love that. That is a very different but true answer because yeah, a lot of times, especially the media, more so even back, I mean, I was young back then, but even in like the early 2000s, you know, before social media, just constantly pitting women and celebrities against each other. And they still do it now, but it was even worse back then, like, because all they had was the tabloids. So I think that that's a really still relevant way to explain why Miss America matters and why it's different. 
in a different way than a lot of people explain it. Cause it's, you know, everyone has their own uh, way of showing how they feel that the organization is relevant to them and others. But yeah, like women celebrating women is truly what this organization embodies. And that's something people don't ever really believe you on until they either A, compete or B, they saturate themselves with resources like, you know, this. I've had a couple of people tell me, hey, I think I want to compete, but like, where do I start? And obviously I go, well, ask any questions. I'd be happy to ask. However, I do have this now awesome podcast with awesome women and you can hear every single one of them talk about why they compete, how they chose their social impact and why this organization matters to them. And like, I I just love the idea that now we get to leave this behind as a, a resource for people to go, here's why. Instead of me, I mean, I will sit down and talk to you over coffee for two hours if you want me to, but if you want 30 plus women to do the same thing over a podcast. Here you go. So yeah, I love that. I love that. Lifting women up. That's, that's what we do. And I, I, I felt so bad when I like scroll through my emails and I was like, Oh my God, I never signed up for this podcast. Oh, really, are you I kidding like, me? But I don't even sweat it. It's supposed to be really fun for you. If I knew how to make a podcast or any of this, I would love something like this. So maybe I should just ask girls to zoom me. <laughs> but this is this has got to be a lot of fun oh, for you. That's like, thank you. It is my. It actually started in quarantine. My social impact. Um, yeah, I have a nonprofit. Yeah, and I, I'd love to know about you. I know I don't know. This is not. <laughs> you, but. Um, so I mean, in a nutshell. I changed my social impact back when it was still a platform to what it is now back in 2016, because I found out my family had something called Huntington's disease, which you probably never heard of. I'm guessing. I was in nursing school. So, oh, so yeah. you probably skimmed through it. Yeah. Okay. So it's a genetic neurological disease. And so you're at risk of inheriting it if one of your parents has it. And it's a flip of a coin, 50, 50 for each child. So Come to find out my grandfather had been diagnosed after they had finally developed a genetic test for it. And then my dad, my sister developed a rare children's form called juvenile, where it starts before the age of 20, because normal Huntington starts between like 30 and 40. But um, so because your brain cells are decaying, you get to the point where you can't walk, you can't talk, you can't eat you're in a wheelchair, you get a feeding tube or, um, just your cognitive function overall declines. So, you know, like my dad lost his ability to drive and to work, and then he had to wait a couple of years to get disability. So I am the only one in my family who got tested without any symptoms, knowing I was at risk and I have it, but I am not sick yet, but because there's no cure, you kind of just sit in limbo once you get diagnosed. And that's why a lot of people, don't want to get diagnosed because it's scary. And when there's, you know, no cure, a lot of people don't have as much hope as they would want going into a dramatic change in their life. So I started a nonprofit after I got diagnosed because I saw what my family was going through emotionally and financially. So I started a nonprofit after I got diagnosed and it's now four years strong. So every time I go to Miss Michigan, I get to talk about what we're doing and the families we've helped. Um, We just recently helped a girl like my sister who has juvenile Huntington's. She needed a new wheelchair. And the beauty of it was it's one of my former directors. My very first director moved to a different state. And when she moved and she stopped being a local ED, 
she told me I have a student at my high school. She has juvenile Huntington's like your sister did. Um, she needs help with getting a new wheelchair. And so we just finally got the fund, the funding to send her a new wheelchair. And her and I were just talking right before actually you and I got on about how cool it is and how it's like such a God thing that not only did I compete and she was my director at one point, but that now with my nonprofit and her meeting this girl who was in need that like the stars just all aligned. Um, And the juvenile Huntington's hits way harder for me because it's so aggressive that typically once they have the onset, they don't live past five or 10 years. So my sister passed away like a month into quarantine when she was 14 and she had completely lost the ability to walk, talk, eat. Um, she had a feeding tube and she, she still cognitively was actually very like witty and smart. It was just, she couldn't communicate it. So she would have to do like thumbs up, thumbs down, or she'd make gestures. Um, but yeah. So after she passed, I last year wrote a children's book about her, which is what I read to the kiddos a couple of days ago. And my whole nuance to my social impact is that, because I got asked this at my state interview last year was, this is super heavy and it's awesome. All the stuff you're doing, but how do you like, how do you go into a classroom of kids and talk about something that A is heavy and B they don't have or relate to probably nine times out of 10. And so that's where I talked about the fact that because of Huntington's, like I, my dad was physically and verbally abusive growing up. Um, so he and my stepmother were constantly arguing. I was constantly in and out of courtrooms because my parents were fighting over custody battles. I had CPS coming to my house. My dad was arrested on Christmas when I was in high school. And again, I didn't know this was because of his brain dying. Like he couldn't control his rage and fits. Um, so I said, yes, you know, not everyone has Huntington's, but everyone has adversity and everyone struggles with something to some capacity. And that's what I can talk to these kids about. So when I went in, I talked about my sister Brie because the book's called Brave Brianna. And I asked them, I gave them examples, but I also said, you know, how do you overcome your fears? How are you brave? And so they started telling me these things and they were so proud when I told them, you know, it's okay to take time to get over something or, you know, overcome your fears, but you just have to do it and take those steps every single day. And so then they started raising their hands and going, I took my training wheels off my bike and it was super scary. And I fell a couple of times, but now I'm getting really good at it. Or they would go, um, I'm really, I have stage fright, but I got up at my church choir and sang on Sunday and I did it. And so I'm just giving them all like high fives and hugs. And, and that's the whole thing is, you know, not, not necessarily having the exact same story as everyone, but just being able to relate and show them that if, you know, if a title holder can overcome whatever adversity they've faced, then they can too. And I also was influenced by the women who wore the crown before me to compete. Like I remember it's ironic now, but the woman who held my title as a local back in 2010 or 11, she went on to win Miss Michigan as Miss Southwest Michigan. And I remember right before I decided to compete as a teen, I went to an event where I was doing a story time reading and she was there. And I remember seeing her and being like, oh my gosh, she's so pretty and she's so powerful. And like, I want to be just like her. And now like 10 years 
fast forward, I have her title and it's just, it's, it's so crazy. So yeah, in a nutshell, I, I love Miss America just because I, I don't think I would have had the strength to, you know, continue on and in such a positive manner if I didn't have not only the resources Miss America provided me, but the sisters, because I actually have two women I competed with. And actually one of them still competes with me or going back together to Miss Michigan on my board of directors for my nonprofit. Because when I started it, they said, we want to help, you know, we love what you do. And so people of course will make assumptions and say what they want to say, but these, like these girls literally are my sisters. They are on my board of directors. They will all be in, you know, each other's weddings and, it's just such, it's such a beautiful thing. So no, regardless of what happens in the next, however many years I have one or two <laughs> still to be determined, I'm, I'm grateful for my time because these are moments that no one can take away from you. Yeah. I listen, I liked you a lot before we even hopped on when you were like so sweet when I had to like switch things, but you like, that literally makes me want to just like give you such a big hug. I, no, I, I wish I could give you a hug. No, and like off air, I don't tell like anyone this. I really don't. So my dad has Parkinson's disease. So it is not Huntington's. And I'm not here to be like, you know, like trauma say, because it's totally not absolute the same at all. But my dad also has a disease that, you know, he can't move well and stuff like that. So, you know, between us, if you ever need to talk to someone about that, I'm here for you for that. I, I can't, I'm not, I can't even compare to what you've gone through, but for just that little thing with dads with, and you know, diseases that are slightly the same, we can, well, we can be there for each other. <laughs> the same goes for you. And I, I truly mean that. Cause actually that was the thing that surprised me the most when we found out about Huntington's that like how they explain it to you is it's ALS, Parkinson's and Alzheimer's in one disease. So whenever people mention one of those, I feel like even though I can't 100% relate, I have a piece of me in them battling that disease because I know how it, I tell people all the time, my own diagnosis did not upset me as much as my sisters did because she was 11 and she was already getting sick. And to me, that just felt so unfair because I, I got diagnosed when I was 20 and yes, that's still young. A lot of people would say you still have so much life ahead of you, but to get diagnosed and know at 11 years old that your life expectancy has just become like a 10th of what it should be. I, I can't even, I can't even imagine that. So I, I know that watching people you love suffer is far worse than any suffering you could do yourself. Absolutely. I, and that is something I've struggled with the past, how many years? I think it was his, his like 48th birthday and he just had his 56. So it's, I think it's been eight years, but um, I don't even know where I was going with this. So I was too busy doing math. God, where was I going with this? Thank God you do edit these. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with this. I just have never understood why bad things happen to good people. It just has never. And I've gone to therapy. <laughs> and I just, it never makes sense to me. And everyone's like, it's it's part of the plan. Like everything happens for a reason. And I just have never, I, I can't grasp that. Cause I'm like, it didn't, it didn't need to happen. I didn't need to learn this lesson. They didn't need to learn this. You know what I mean? They didn't need to go through that. It is very, wow, this was, this got so, (laughs) 
this got so deep. Oh gosh, no, please don't apologize. I, I, I believe that this happened for a reason. So don't yeah. like the odds of this, even because even though, you know, they're all rare diseases, the odds that we have similar paths that are just slightly different diseases, it's slim because these are all rare diseases. And, but yeah, I don't know. It's something I, oh gosh, I, I could go on on and on about this, but growing up, my family wasn't very, I wouldn't say like not faith-based. I just never grew up going to a, a church consistently. And I think it's because my dad just never really had an interest. And my mom has always believed just in like, you know, non-dominational Christianity, but my grandma, her mom like was very hardcore about it. So I just think it was something that she's always believed in, but just never really like, you know, emphasized on us to go to church. And then my stepdad is a uh, soured Catholic. So he does not go to church, believes in God, but won't go to the Catholic church. So fair. Um, so I, I just kind of always knew, but I didn't know a lot. And I just had moments throughout my childhood when bad things were happening, where I would feel like there was a presence there and I couldn't explain it, but I just always felt like someone was there. And then when I got diagnosed, I, I had a whole year that I had to wait to get my test back. Not for anything else other than it's typically like a two month process to get the blood work back, but I was going to school out of state. So my mom just begged me to wait until summer break. Cause she didn't want me to have a meltdown. Well, I had a meltdown anyway. <laughs> so well, it was a combination of things. I, when you know you're at risk for something and now you start analyzing if you're doing things the same way that your dad or your grandpa or your sister who now have it are, I thought everything I did was Huntington's like it had to be. And yeah. so I just had this gut feeling that I had it and I had to be at peace with it. Not, you know, for the whole longevity of the time I found out, but just in that moment. And, um, so I got my test. It was positive and I, I knew it was going to be positive and I had no explanation because I had no symptoms. I don't have any symptoms. Um, I mean, some of the initial first symptoms can be mental health, but I'm going to be honest because of my home life. I've been in therapy since I was five. I've had OCD and anxiety and depression that were just undiagnosed since I was five. So I don't really know how much they are 100% aligned, but I went through times where I was like, why is this happening? Why is this happening? And even losing my sister. Um, But especially with my own diagnosis, I just think about the fact that if I didn't get diagnosed and move back home, which was so hard for me because I was in Nashville. And so I was down there doing music and going to school and I had to move home. And I was disappointed in that. And I was scared about my own diagnosis. And then I was still competing in MAO. And I just remember thinking like, if all those three things didn't happen, I wouldn't have started my nonprofit. Um, because I, I moved home, someone who knew me well, and wanted to help me start a nonprofit because of what he saw me doing with Miss America. That's literally the reason that he wanted me to start a nonprofit because he saw I was advocating at the state level. Um, and then, you know, my own diagnosis just made me think I need to give back because that's the only way I can make this make sense. Like that's the only way I can get through the things I'm going through is by helping other people. So now that I get to do that, even though it's in a very sad way, it just gives me a lot of, you know, 
grace and peace. And it doesn't mean I tell people all the time, it's still hard (laughs) that that comes with a lot of nuance because there's still days where like the winters, I don't like the winters here because I am just so depressed because my sister's birthday is like right after the holidays. And once you lose someone, your perspective of the holidays completely shifts because you think about them more than ever. So I was just like, I was so depressed. I was having panic attacks just a few months ago. So I finally got on some meds. So it's not, it's definitely not smooth sailing, but I do at the end of the day, like sometimes when I connect the dots and realize the things I've been able to do because of the tragedies, it's just, it's crazy. But I still some days don't know how I'm going to get to the next day, but I always tell myself, we're just going to take it one day at a time. And that's honestly how I do it. Cause if I start to think long-term, it terrifies me, you know, especially seeing other people who post about their loved one who has it and like before and afters of them decaying in two years. And I know they mean well when they do that, but it's like, I saw one of those today and I sent it to my boyfriend and I was like, this scares the absolute like crap out of me. Cause like, you know, science is great. They have so many different research projects going on, but even if they get funded and go through all the testing, it's still like a five to 10 year process. So I'm 25 and that's why I get nervous every birthday because I'm like, I'm inching closer to this line and there's nothing for me right now. So I try to like go to the gym and exercise and eat really well. And that, I mean, I still love my junk food, but like, I try to get all my greens and my vitamins and cause there's, there's literally nothing else I can do for myself at this point. So it's, it's a bumpy, ride. <laughs> it's a bumpy ride. Yeah. I, if if you ever have fundraisers or anything and you need raffle tickets, I really hope you reach out. And so I can, you know, I, I would love to help you. Oh my gosh. I, I don't know how, I don't know your fundraisers or anything. Yeah, we do. We do fundraisers. We have a big one every fall. I, we have a benefit concert where, um, cause I love to perform. So I'll have other artists come and sing. And then we have like a silent auction and merchandise, food and drinks. Um, but yeah, that, that is our biggest event. We actually raised $20,000 in November doing that in 2021, which was crazy. Cause being a small nonprofit, $20,000 is a, a lot of money. Like, <laughs> I mean, I don't have $20,000 in my bank. So, <laughs> but yeah, it's, I will, I'll definitely how you feel. I'm proud of my 12th. I'm going. God, what a mess. No, 20,000 is impressive. I could not believe it. Like, I'm, I'm still kind of shook about it, if I'm being honest. <laughs> but, yeah. It's... Can you can you see me? I can't wait to be so invested in Miss Michigan. Oh. Yes, well, well, I gave you my number, so you should text me. And Ooh. I also need to find, like, your Instagram. Because I really do just absolutely adore you oh my gosh I adore you you guys are literally all I I know that sounds so um hyperbolic of me but every single woman I get off of here with I'm like oh my gosh I have a new bestie (laughs) like it's so cool yeah all right what's your Instagram this is funny you're gonna have to chop this part out unless (laughs) I'm just 
I mean... Thank you so much for listening to The Crown IRL. Follow us on socials at The Crown IRL and be sure to tag us in your stories. You can follow me at Shelby underscore Lentz or at Miss Southwest Michigan. See you in the next one.